Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. My name is Ed Peters. We return today to verses 3 through 10 of Matthew chapter 27. We begin looking at these verses on our previous study and we continue here today. These verses deal with Matthew's account of what happened to Judas after he realized that Jesus had been sentenced to death by the Supreme Court of Israel. Here, once again, are these verses, and Matthew writes, When Judas the traitor saw that Jesus had been condemned, he was seized with remorse and returned the thirty silver pieces to the chief priests and elders. I have sinned, he said. I have brought an innocent man to his death. But they said, What is that to us? See to that yourself. So he threw the money down in the temple and left them and went and hanged himself. Taking up the money, the chief priest argued, This cannot be put into the temple fund. It is blood money. So, after conferring, they used it to buy the potter's field as a burial place for foreigners. This explains the name Blood Acre, by which that field has been known ever since. And in this way, fulfillment was given to the prophetic utterances of Jeremiah. They took the thirty silver pieces, the price set on a man's head, for that was his price among the Israelites, and gave the money for the potter's field, as the Lord directed me. Shout! 
Now, here with today's study is Pastor Henry Horder. Judas' betrayal of the Lord and his end must be one of the saddest commentaries on the nature of sinful man. He sold Jesus for 30 silver coins. That was the price of the owner of an ox who had gored and killed a slave, paid to the owner of the dead slave. Judas was paid by the religious leaders. Some years ago, I came across this story in a form of a poem. I don't know the author, so I can't credit anyone. But I memorized it many years ago because it spoke to me and affected me deeply as a young man in my teens. It was called 30 Pieces of Silver. And this is as I remembered it. 30 pieces of silver for the Lord of life they gave. 30 pieces of silver, only the price of a slave. But it was the priestly value of the Holy One of God. They weighed it out in the temple, the price of the Savior's blood. 30 pieces of silver laid on Iscariot's hand. 30 pieces of silver and the aid of an armed band like a lamb led to the slaughter, brought the humbled Son of God at midnight from the garden, where his sweat had been like blood. Thirty pieces of silver burns on the traitor's brain. Thirty pieces of silver, oh, it is hellish gain. I have betrayed the guiltless, he cried with a fevered breath, and he cast them down in the temple and rushed to a madman's death. Thirty pieces of silver lay in the house of God. Thirty pieces of silver, but oat was the price of blood. And so for a place to bury the strangers in, they gave the price of their own Messiah, who lay in a borrowed grave. It may not be for silver, it may not be for gold, but still by tens of thousands is this precious Savior sold. Sold for a godless friendship, sold for a selfish aim, sold for a fleeting trifle, sold for an empty name. Sold in the seat of learning, sold and left in the lurch, a social gospel now offered by modern Judas in the church. Sold, oh God, what a moment, stifled is conscience voice. Sold, and a weeping angel records the fatal choice. Sold where the awful bargain none but God's eye could see. Ponder my soul the question, shall he be sold by thee? Why did Judas betray the Lord? Perhaps we'll never know. Perhaps many factors entered in. He was greedy and wanted the money, or he was disappointed that Jesus didn't turn out a military leader to free Israel from Rome. Of course, Judas had never received Jesus as his Savior and Lord, and therefore followed man's natural inclinations, which is to want God dead. Whatever the reason or reasons, this act and the events surrounding it had been predicted by the prophets. Evidently, Matthew had two prophets in mind when he wrote, Zechariah and Jeremiah. He writes, then what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. They took the silver coins, the price set on him by the people of Israel, and they used them to buy the potter's field as the Lord commanded me. 
While that seems to be a direct quote from Zechariah 11:12 to 13, Jeremiah also referred to it. Or perhaps Matthew's scroll of the prophets began with the book of Jeremiah, and so the whole volume was called Jeremiah, which included Zechariah. At any rate, not only is the crucifixion of Christ a subject of the ancient prophets, but so are the events surrounding it. One final comment about Judas, sin led him to suicide. When the full force of his sin hit him, he went out and hanged himself. When you read all the references in the Bible to this act and piecing them together, it seems that he hung himself on a tree limb over a cliff, of which there were many there. No one would remove the body, especially on festival days, and rapid decomposition took place. Sometime later, the rope broke and his body fell and burst open. That's a gory detail, but it powerfully pictures what sin finally does to humans. Every human needs to look at Judas' body hanging there. Sin, when left to itself without any contrary forces, finally leads to self-destruction. The same thing happened to Saul. Saul was a totally self-centered man, and he died by his own hand. Judas wouldn't allow the Lord a place in his life, and he died by his own hand. Sin always results in some kind of destruction. It always destroys. And if it is allowed its way, it destroys totally. For a little while, Judas had 30 silver coins in his purse. Was it worth it? Nothing is worth it. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his own soul? The poem I quoted a moment ago ends in the words, Ponder my soul the question, Shall he be sold by thee?
what's new is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Shafter, California, 93263, USA. 